All right, so we're in the spare room at Wellspring Church, uh, focused on the ABLE project. Today we're working on Attend, mm -hmm. uh, and specifically healing. Yeah. Thought maybe we'd start with sort of um, an overarching vision yeah. for healing through the scriptures. For you want to sure. start us Yeah, on? so like kind of like a biblical theology or like a storyline of healing from so, Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. So just thinking about Genesis and the story of creation, really... You know, when you talk about Adam and the sin of Adam and Eve, yeah. God is on a mission to bring healing to all of us because of the sin of our ancestor, Adam. Paul mm. makes that case in yeah. Romans 5, that because of what Adam did in the garden, that God is on a mission to redeem and bring healing yeah. to us uh, as humankind. Okay. And then as the story continues in the book of Genesis, you notice that the patterns that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob mm. have, those sinful patterns, they kind of trickle down to their subsequent generations yeah. and God has to continually and delightfully does bring healing to those but successive the, the, generations. The destructive patterns yes. are passed down exactly, and they affect the next generation. For sure. So like Abraham's very, can be very deceptive at times and that yeah. deception passes on to Isaac and that deception from Isaac passes on to Jacob. Even his treatment of his wife. Exactly. And totally. then how, yeah, his son starts to mimic. Totally. And you see behaviors. the sins of the prior generation yeah. and the, the next or the subsequent yeah. generations. And so as that storyline continues, Israel finds themselves in bondage, in slavery in mm. Egypt. And it's in the, under the oppressive reign of Pharaoh that Israel is spending years, hundreds yeah. of years in yeah. slavery, but God rescues and brings healing to them. Yeah. The first time that word's used really is actually with the word Israel, healing. healing and salvation, yeah. kind of the interchange there yeah. is used right in the Exodus story. Right after the Red Sea. Right after the Red Sea. Exactly. And so you think about it, as God is leading Israel out into the wilderness and into the promised land, he is wanting to train them, to teach them, and to show them that God is their healer. That's awesome. And that God is kind of redoing and kind of reorienting them from all of the abusive patterns and ways of living that yeah. they had experienced beforehand. God is showing them a new, wow. fresh way out into the promised land. And so. And that's a part of the biblical story. Exactly. This is all part this kind isn't of tracing. This is like superimposed. This is like a part this of the biblical story. Part of what God is doing yeah. in the story of redemption is bringing healing to his people. Wow. And we see that in the Exodus story. Yeah. But as the story continues, Israel, they go into the promised land, King David, King Solomon, you know, it's kind of a high moment there. Yeah. But as those generations post-Solomon, you know, play themselves really? out, it's a similar pattern where yeah. the, the sins of the prior generation kind of trickle down into the next generation. Yeah. And so God continually is warning them, kind of trying to draw them back to himself, but eventually they go into exile. Yeah. And as they're in exile, Israel is crying out, asking for God to wow. bring deliverance and healing yeah. once again. Yeah, yeah and so, and there's, I know in Greek, I'm pretty sure in Greek, right? And in the Greco-Roman world in the first century, when they're hoping for a savior, oh, yeah. that word is really connected to a healer. Healer, yes, yeah. Sozo or Sozer, they're yeah. all kind of the same word family as far as healing and yeah. salvation These going together. These are sort of together. intimately connected. For sure. And that's yeah. why the prophets look forward to the day when God would send a savior or a healer yeah. or a redeemer to come. And then when Jesus kind of pops onto the scene, one of his first public sort of you know sermons or yeah. teachings, if you will, comes from, as he's quoting from Isaiah 61 yeah. in Luke chapter 4, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim liberty, freedom yeah. for the captives. Those that have been in bondage, yeah, those that have been good. in kind of patterns of destruction, Jesus is saying through the Spirit anointing him, yeah. I'm on a mission to bring freedom and healing wow. in this moment. So, yeah. And that becomes even a sign of his ministry that he For is sure. this savior that yes. he is a healer totally yes and that healing you know if you read the gospels enough you see it, it's just time oh, and all time over again 
One of the things I love, though, is if you go and sort of just unpack some of those healings individually. Mm. For instance, right, Luke 4 is his sort of coming out for sure. moment. But then Luke 5, he heals a leper. Mm. Yeah. And the leper comes up to him and asks him for healing. The first thing Jesus does is not actually heal him. The first thing he yes. does is touch him. Touch him, yes. Right? And you start to see that this healing, actually, this physical healing has multiple components. Yes. A lot of layers, yeah. right? He touches him. Then he physically heals him, and then he restores him to the community by sending him back to the priest, yes. so he can be a part of the worshiping community For that sure. he's, he's been marginalized from. Yeah. So what we see in the healing of Jesus is not simply physical, but this holistic approach, emotional. Imagine how that leper must have felt when he was touched mm, yes. for the first time. For the first time in that community. Yes. I mean, coming out of a pandemic, I think we get this. <laughs> yeah. Like most of us might even remember the first hug the first by hug, someone yes, outside of our totally. bubble yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. wow you know <laughs> yeah. uh, touch then physical healing then restoring to the worshipful mm -hmm. community yeah that's good yeah and understanding how this is all again like you're saying part of the mission of jesus and that yeah. kind of even trickles on yeah. to the rest it's not of his ancillary to it it's central for to sure it. Yeah. for sure and we see that happening either with the book of acts peter and acts yeah. chapter three you've mentioned that before but as the story even unfolds and kind of draws to a conclusion if yeah. you will by the end of the, the story the book yeah, of revelation we get this beautiful picture of the tree of life in mm. the new creation and revelation so is image is image. john has this vision yes. of what it's going to be like when time stands still exactly whatever, when yeah. god comes back what is it going to be like when, when all returns? things are restored all things yeah. are made new there's this image of the tree of life so this is garden of eden language again genesis yeah. 1 and 2 language again so echoing back to the very beginning of the bible exactly yes and so there's this line revelation 22 verse 3 that speaks of the leaves of the tree are for the quote healing, healing of, the, of the, nations. the nations right and it's this beautiful picture of how that source of life himself god That's himself good is bringing healing not just to Israel and their own tribe, but for yeah. all the tribes, all the peoples of the That's earth true. are invited to experience this healing. So it's a beautiful story. Mm. The story of the Bible could be summed up in a lot of ways, but yeah. here today we're talking about the story of God's healing work yeah. and it has many facets to yeah. it for sure. All right, so we have this arc in the scriptures of God's healing desire, yeah. his presence, uh, even just the presence of healing as a central motif for salvation history. For sure. What about for you? For yeah. So right, like, like so now you, you read it in the Bible, you see it in the arc of salvation history. Where does it hit the ground for you? For sure, yeah. And talking about healing personally, I also have to bring in this concept of pain at the same time. And so huh. I think for me, when I think about the work of healing that God has done in my life, yeah. it kind of comes along the side of some of the pain that I've experienced huh. in my life as well. And so that kind of sounds like it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, right? <laughs> and so I think for me, kind of in brief, it would yeah. come down to this kind of the simple fact that as you know, I grew up in the church, yeah. you know, amazing uh, church. Yeah. Uh, and I love the church this is what yeah. I want to give my life to. But at this very same time, some of the most painful moments in my life have been mm. in the church. And wow. at the same time, some, some of the most important and delightful moments mm. and moments of healing have happened in the church as well. Wow! And so I think for me, it's I guess that makes sense, right? Like yeah. if you grow up in the church, it's pretty likely you're going to be yeah. around some broken people. For sure, they're going to do some messed up things. Totally. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And I think, you know, being able to look back on that and see that God has, you know, healed relationships, has brought people back together, has done just a beautiful work, speaks to I think. Yeah. God's faithfulness and desire to even see healing mm. happen on a relational level, yeah. on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, yeah. so all these different facets we're talking about. I've personally experienced yeah. that both really inside the, the church growing up and yeah. you know being a part of it even today. Even just hearing you say that, 
it helps me to realize like how important actually our personal healing is in yeah, the church. For sure. Because when we don't take it seriously, we hurt other people. Exactly. Yeah. And I've seen that happen too. Yeah. yeah. So like my story is a little different, right? Because I didn't really grow up mm. in a church community per se. I for mean, I sure. went to I went to mass occasionally as mm-hmm. a kid. Um, but really it wasn't until I had this profound experience of God in college yeah. and started really trying to invest that I realized, oh man, I'm bringing all kinds of pain, mm. all kinds of issues into this body of yeah. believers. And I needed healing in order to function yeah. in the church For sure. in a healthy way, right? Jesus calls us to love our neighbor. I was like, I'm not sure I can honestly say I was capable mm. of that. I had enough wounding, enough pain, yeah. you know, enough baggage. Uh, you know, it was funny, like you'd look at me and you wouldn't think, oh, there's the leper. Yeah. But internally, I was carrying way more relational damage yeah. into the church than the leper surely would have For if sure. he had walked into the and temple. it's kind of leaking out. Oh, totally yeah. leaking out, right? Someone says something to me I don't like. I feel hurt or mm-hmm. offended. I'm not picked for something. Sure. A leadership position. <laughs> yeah. And I get all bent out of shape, right? And it helps me to remember, right? Like, healing matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read this book um, by a guy named Schizero called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yeah. It talks about how our healing, right, or our life is kind of like an iceberg. Yeah. And there's a little bit on the top that we For see, sure. and there's 80% of the iceberg is under the surface. Yeah, that we don't see. And we don't pay attention yeah. to often in church. Um, there can be this sort of default position of, I'm saved, I'm awesome, mm. and it's discounting actually the connection between our transformation and our healing. Exactly, yeah. And how intimately those two are totally. connected. For sure. And often internal. Yeah. Sometimes we think, you know, biblically and just even like in church, we're so focused on, I can be like this too, like doctrine and yeah. like the which gospel, is important. which is so important. But yeah. part of even doctrine and the gospel is what we're talking about, yeah. biblical theology here, about healing, God's yeah. healing work That's in true. our lives from relationships, yeah. harm, all these sorts of things. Yeah. I think even thinking about, you know, mentioned this Zero, we, we've yeah. recently read one of his more recent books uh, on discipleship. And he has kind of these three, I think, really, you know, practical steps as far as addressing yeah. healing on a personal level in one's own life. He says, number one, acknowledge how the blessings and sins of our family going back three mm-hmm. to four generations profoundly impacts who you are yeah. today. So it's Genesis. It's Genesis, right? It's exactly Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, yeah. just in our, in our context yeah. today. Uh, number and I, t- I think most of us can look at our own lives. Oh, yeah and see, oh man, those are some things that passed on through the generations that are awesome. Exactly. And some that are like, I'm not really proud of that one. For sure. And it's not just to like, you know, like you're saying, to, you know, you know throw dirt on our past yeah. or our family totally. members or anything We're like that. We're not trying to dig up skeletons. Exactly. The point is, the whatever's buried there tends to leak out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and God wants to bring healing to that. God wants yeah. to bring redemption to that. Uh, number two, he also says, recognize that you've been birthed into a new family, yeah, the good. family of Jesus. And I think this is really important. You've mentioned this, yeah. alluded to this too, the community aspect yeah. of this. this is we're not, not just, just saved for our own self, exactly. though being healed and being healed by Jesus does tend to cultivate oh, intimacy. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But it's not simply for that. It's yeah. also about participation in a new family. In a new family, for sure. And that's a beautiful, yeah. major theme throughout, especially the New Testament, really the whole Bible. Uh, number three, he says, put off old sinful patterns of your family of origin and culture to learn how to live into the new family That's of good. Jesus. So this is where the habits, the practices yeah. of perhaps some things from my past yeah. aren't healthy and good for flourishing life in yeah. the community of Jesus. But Jesus, as we follow him, is what we're really all talking yeah. about here. There's new habits. There's new ways of thinking and That's living good. 
that are orienting us to yeah. a, a new healthy That's posture good. of life. Yeah, so. and you'll notice on the PDF, I think we put on there a couple oh, different yeah. practices that people can do. There's a timeline exercise yeah. that I have found particularly helpful, sure. yeah. a way of just identifying your own story. Totally, yeah. You introduced me to that a couple years ago. It was so, so helpful yeah, for me. Yeah, so it's so. a visual way to lean into your own story and process with God what he was teaching you in yeah. those seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I look at that. And then there's a couple other experiments. One of the hopes, right, is we can use that PDF totally. as a way to dialogue with people and experiment and explore and maybe a good place to start. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Awesome.